Hello, product innovators. Today, we learn from the founder of a company that processes $4 billion in transactions a year on the importance and the methods of payment processing for small product businesses. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, the show that helps bring your product idea to life by chatting with successful inventors, product developers, manufacturers, and hardware industry professionals. Our goal here is to get to the bottom of what makes a product successful, from initial idea to getting your product on store shelves. We're taking you step-by-step to build a functional product and scale your product business. Hosted by Kevin Mako, one of North America's leading experts on hardware development for small product businesses. Now, onto the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Nick Beek to the show. Nick is the founder and CEO of Helsum, a North American payment processing company that has over 10,000 small business clients and processes over $4 billion in transactions per year. In fact, AquaDesign is one of their clients. Today, Nick is going to share some valuable knowledge on how inventors, startups, and small manufacturers should understand the importance of payment processing and how to best use it to improve the experience for both your end customers and your business-to-business wholesale transactions. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Nick. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Happy to have you on. We've been working with you for years now as uh, Maco Designs using you guys for our payment methods. And I thought it was quite important to bring you on the show today to talk about this as this is one of the things where a lot of small manufacturers, especially inventors, as they're starting up and getting their business off the ground, they don't think about until they need it. And payment processing is, is a part of the equation on getting a business, especially a hardware business, off the ground. So I appreciate you joining the show. No, oh, thanks for having me. And I mean, I love talking about payments all day. I live and breathe payments. And, you know, on the surface, payments doesn't always sound super interesting, but you pretty quickly realize that it's really like the heartbeat of, of how a business functions. And it just becomes this huge, like if you think about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs of a business, like payments is pretty, pretty low on the bottom before you get into, you know, fancy software or things like that. Right. Um, So we (laughs) get to come in pretty early, which is great. Yeah, it's great. And you've done a lot of things to kind of improve and enable and smooth that whole process out, especially for small businesses, which is the key. It's amazing that you focus on that much like Maco design focuses on global caliber design for small businesses and startups. You do the same thing with payment processing and uh, that's why we're really happy to have you as a partner and, of course, uh, to invite you on the show here. First and foremost, let's just talk overall, what is payment processing? And then we'll talk about why it's important and then tips and tricks for people setting that up for their businesses. Yeah, sounds great. So, I mean, at minimum payments, you know, businesses need to get paid. It's part of your cash flow. You need to, you can build the most amazing product, you know, have the most amazing idea, but you're going to get to a point where all of a sudden somebody finally says yes and wants to do an order from you. Um, however that looks, whether that's online or, or, you know, wholesale order or whatever is the case, right? And you're going to sit there and going, okay, wait a second, how do I make this, act- this transaction actually happen and be smooth? It's the glue to, once you have the agreement and the payments are there, you want to bring those two together and you want to do it. The key is you want to do it as seamless as possible. You don't, you don't want to make it difficult for your customer who's agreed to purchase from you to actually make that transaction take place. Exactly. You don't want, you know, if if any type of friction is uh, an excuse for the the agreement to fall apart, right? And it's also when you're a small business, you also get into, I don't know if you've heard like small business posturing where you're trying to kind of establish yourself maybe a little bit to seem a little bit more bigger or reliable than you are because you're you're trying to portray a certain amount element of trust, right? Like it's 
it's sometimes you don't want the customer, you know, say they're, they're, they're doing that first 20,000 order from you. You don't necessarily want to tell them, hey, I've never done this before. I don't know how to accept a payment from you. Like that might send some, some jitters, right? So you want to have a smooth process, including, you know, the way you're accepting your payments. Um, so it looks like you've done this a thousand times before and it brings that certain comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Makes it quick and easy. Looks great. Professionalism, all the, all the rest. And we're going to talk about the different types of it today as well. Uh, Nick, why don't you just run through the difference between direct-to-consumer online purchasing, direct-to-business, uh, like a B2B transactions that occur in your business, and then the difference between, obviously, credit card payments, non-credit card payments, and then, of course, in-store payments across all of those. Just kind of break it up and, and give a description of all, and then let's jump into each of them and describe some of the best practices and the things that, that you, as a hardware startup or as a small manufacturer, should really be making sure that you're doing to smooth the, that lubrication, smooth the joints between a customer agreeing to pay and that payment actually going through. If you zoom out a little bit, uh, the lines are getting really blurred between what is a kind of B2B, B2C business on that front, because I think that everyone expects to be treated like a consumer in a sense of everyone expects a really smooth experience, regardless if they're making a, a business purchase or a, a purchase as a consumer, right? And then also the line between what is an online transaction, what is an, you know, what is a, um, in-person transaction, like for example, okay, if you walk into a store and you make a purchase, that's pretty obvious, right? But what if uh, somebody sends you an invoice and sends that invoice, you know, on your phone? Is that in person? Is that online? Is it, you know, you know, you or you purchase, you make an e-commerce purchase, but you're not actually paying on the spot. You're just doing like a purchase order. You know, is that, you know, what what is that, right? And so what we found with our customers. And we service, you know, over 10,000 small businesses across North America. Um, 80% of them are doing transactions on from multiple points. So that's like a mixture of in-person, online, invoicing, recurring. It doesn't matter. And that's really, and it doesn't matter what the industry is. So that includes builders. Like we're, we're, we're seeing that whatever is the best payment method or the best flow that you can create on in the moment for that particular customer, just go for it, right? As opposed to like, we only do transactions this way. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating when you're going, especially if it's a small ticket price item, and there's only one very specific method that you can use. And that's quite common in the startup world because as a small business, right? The, the first thing that, that, that you can do is accept a check. And that's if you've got your banking even set up and all of that, right? To, to, to accept inbound payments and you've set up your QuickBooks for it or whatever else. And it, it can become very difficult for purchasers, especially if you're dealing with smaller tickets or, or regular purchases, for them to understand why not only are they taking a gamble on you as a newer product in the market, as uh, you know, a less known brand, but as well, why are you making the payment process difficult? And the unfortunate thing there is it's so easy to set it up properly if you plan for it in advance, which is obviously what we're talking about here on the show, that as a user, you can, uh, as a user, you can easily be given all of the options. And as the small business, as long as you plan for it in advance uh, and you're working with a company like Helsum, they can manage all of the different payment methods for you so that you just focus on selling and allow the customer to purchase it in whatever way is easiest or most convenient for them at that time. Exactly. And I think for us, I mean, we really started off as offering credit card payments, and then we started offering debit card payments, and then we recently started offering bank payments as well. So that means that you can automatically debit payments out of your customer's bank account, whether they are in Canada or the US, it doesn't, 
it doesn't matter. It's automatic um, because in the end, you'll be surprised, especially if you're if you're a, a, a maker and you're dealing more on say on the wholesale side and bulk orders, you'll be really surprised about how some purchasers are going to be like, oh, we only do credit card, and then some of them are like, we don't do credit card, we only do you know bank payments or whatever, and you're like, oh. Um, I had it set up to, you know, because it was simple for me, but now all of a sudden my customer is asking for something totally different. And once again, I don't want to make, I don't want to add friction to that sale. I just want it to be smooth. I want to get, you know, my cash so that I can then, you know, make this order and, and get it sent out. Right. So having a, a payments partner that can offer a wide range of, of payment types, not just the way that you accept them, but even the payment types themselves um, is crucial. And even on the, you know, you would think that even for in-person payments, you know, you think about the little card reader and things like that. You're like, oh, that's not for me. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do wholesale or whatever is the case. Right. And all of a sudden you're like, you have this opportunity in front of you. There's a trade show. There's something you're like, you know what? It would have been really good to have a little machine on the spot there just to do little, you know, little orders or things like that. And, and what's really, what we've done with our service is that you're not bottleneck. Like when you go with the traditional processor like when you think about the the old school kind of banks right they kind of bottleneck you into like one account they'll ask you right up from that's like the first question they ask like hey are you a retail store or are you online you're like well i'm 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 not sure yet right um but they make you choose and then you can't process payments anything but in that very narrow way versus with our service what we did is like it's just you just have a healthsome account and however you want, you know, all those tools are included. You can order a little card reader anytime you want. You don't need to set up like a different account or anything like that. And anytime you're ready, um, just accept payments, whatever works for you that day. And, and I think that's, I think the world is going in that direction. You don't want that friction anymore. Oh, absolutely. You want to make it easier for your customer. At the end of the day as well, it, most of the listeners here have a product that's proprietary, that's unique, that's that's high value, generally higher margin. You know, they're not competing competing uh, strictly as a commodity where you know shaving one percent here is going to make the difference between sale or no sale. And in fact, we tout a lot on the show. You know, we, you should be selling value. Your product should be premium if you've got new and proprietary features, mm-hmm. which is the case with most inventors and, and most of these new innovations. So I think it becomes increasingly more important not to be cheap. And to try and shave that money, especially if it's small ticket price. If you're talking, you know, twenty to two hundred or three hundred dollar orders, and uh, it's to the end consumer, absolutely, you should not be concerned about the the small amount of fees. And I think we should get into that and talk about that a bit too, so that people understand where the fees come from. But even if you're looking at the wholesale transactions, especially as a startup, as you get going. If it costs you a little bit of money, a tiny fraction of that that order to get it and have the money in the account. And for that to be seamless, even if it is a hundred thousand dollar order, and you know that couple of percent or whatever ends up being ends up being a fairly substantial size if they wanted to pay on credit card, well, what's the cost of obtaining that capital early, or ensuring that deal went through, or just making the customer feel like you you know had a, a level of professionalism, or that you're not trying to penny pinch on every order? If you're so pinched on your first production runs on margins that tight, then you've got other problems which are much bigger than your payment processing. But definitely don't think about the order and what what would happen if you lost that order, especially if it's a first order uh, with a new, or a new customer or whatever else, or, or maybe a, the first order of a new product for an existing customer. The easier you can make that transition, so, as we all know in business, sometimes it comes down to, you know, tilting the odds by just a tiny fraction of a hair, which was the difference between a go and a no-go. And that's where I really like the idea of making it as smooth as possible for your customer to 
pay in whatever way they want possible. So now let's jump into the, you know, since I brought it up in any case, just jump into the uh, the fees yep. and just kind of an uh, explanation between, you know, B2C fees, B2B, bank versus credit cards, different types of credit cards and so on. Yeah. So the fees is something we don't, we don't shy away from. So, you know, for us as a payments company, there's like three big pillars that we felt in order to really stand out and, and be the best, like our mission, our mission is to be the world's most loved payments company. Right. And like, there's three big pillars we had to meet. We had to have exceptional customer service because it matters, right? Like if you're processing a hundred thousand dollar order, and you want to know that you can, like, this is your business. This is a financial service. Like, you want to know you want to pick up the phone. You can pick up the phone and talk to somebody that's competent, that cares, that's, you know, um, that, that is engaged with your business, right? Not, you know, a lot of times you, you see these kind of fintech companies where, like, customer service gets in the way of, um, you know, their growth. So they don't really <laughs> bother. And you're like, no, nah, but it kind of really matters to SMBs. Like, it, it's, it's, it's their livelihood, right? So customer service, one of our pillars. The second one is digital first. So we want to make a service that, you know, no paperwork, instant, it felt great. You, you know, it, it had all the tools kind of cooked in, right? Not like those old school kind of bank services, right? And then finally, it was low rates. Like that really, really matters to us. Um, the way we were able to achieve that, like how do we, how do we offer really low processing rates to our, to our uh, SMB customers while still having, you know, margins where we can operate our business. And the way we did it is that we built all of our, um, all of our, our, our technology right on top of the rails directly, you know, without needing, you know, third parties. Right. But low rates, rates matter because if you're, um, I, I completely agree with what you said in terms of like, you want to think about your, if you get too, um, if you get too restrictive in trying to process that transaction, like I only take cash or I only take a check or things like that, you got to put yourself in the shoes of your customer and, and be like that person, however they order from you is going to think, Hey, if that was a really smooth, maybe next time I'll go with them again, because it's just the easiest, you know, they didn't, they didn't make me jump through all these loops. They just let me make a purchase. Right. Um, but on the other side with the SMB, like it is still their cash flow. It matters. You know, they want to feel like they are, um, paying something that's affordable and they're not being, you know, nickel and dimed or, you know, you see that a lot again with, you know, say think about the PayPal's and things like that. You're paying 3% or three and a half percent of things. And you're like, okay, this is getting a little bit, you know, hairy. Right. So we really focus on, on offering um, low rates and we do that through something called interchange plus. So uh, it, it's essentially, it's, we actually show you the true cost with Visa MasterCard and different, different payment methods. And then we actually show you our margin. And the more you process, the more our margin goes down. So it's super transparent. You essentially, you know what our cost is, you know what our margin is, you know exactly what you're paying. And then that's actually one reason why we brought on bank payments too, is that um, bank payments are a lot cheaper. They're, they're half a percent versus the average credit card transaction will be in the two to two and a half percent, right? Um, so it, it, it allows you to have another payment method if your customer is, is happy to do a bank transaction where you can get to reduce um, your transaction fees even more. And, and we see that used a lot with like big orders, you know, like you said, 50,000, 100,000. Um, and then all of a sudden you're, you're paying a whole lot less for a transaction, yet you're still making it very smooth, very seamless, very digital. And that's yeah, the nice thing is you can also have your cake and eat it too. You can start with, like we were talking about earlier, new customers or maybe new orders or initial deposits or whatever else. You could maybe allow that to be on the credit cards and whatnot. And then of course, once you've built up the trust, and you've got time or whatever else, especially on the bigger orders, then maybe you switch over to the, the bank method or whatnot. But just keep in mind that sometimes your customers have certain restrictions. For instance, a credit card is just that. It's providing that the buyer with actual credit. 
So although it may seem easy to you to ask for a bank wire because it's slightly less expensive than it would be for a credit card, know that on the other side, maybe they don't have that access to cash at this exact moment. Maybe they're yep. you know using the credit card as a buffer, as a you know 30 or 45 day buffer uh, in order for them to get their payments in on the other side. So you have to really think about the reason why you're paying those fees. And also, I think something that's really important, just for those who don't understand, Nick, is that the credit card companies take most of the profit, uh, especially when you get into the Amex and that sort of stuff, yep. right? They charge a fee to the payment processors, which obviously has to flow through. And the fee is pretty substantial, uh, as you see, once you're dealing with one of these agreements on the back end. And of course, that's for the credit card companies to assume their risk, both for them to run a business, but for them to assume the risk of the default on the credit and obviously marketing and all the rest and the technology that goes along with it. Um, but that the point is, is that you really need to think about your customer and make sure that if that is a pillar that you're going to push back on to require one thing, one thing or another, maybe think about doing it further down the pipeline, further down the trust uh, cycle with them, as opposed to upfront, especially when you're looking at your B2C, your, your, your direct customers, because they expect the same treatment on your website that they get on Amazon when it comes to payment processing. Amazon gives you every option under the sun. So do they expect if they're ordering directly through your website, they expect the same in return. The beauty of that too is if you are doing it directly through your website, you're not paying all the fees that go through an intermediary or a marketplace like Amazon. So although yes, you might be paying a couple of percent for that credit card, you're paying a heck of a lot less than you might be paying uh, through a reseller. Exactly. And if you think about, uh, it, you know, I think what's lost about um, credit cards is that they are credit. Like, like you said, like they are, you know, if you have a small business on the other side, that's making that order from you. Um, I, we certainly did it for many years when we started this business as a small business, we were using our credit card as a way to try to manage our cash flow, And it was essentially, you know, a loan, right? So if we had to purchase a bunch of, of computers or whatever is the case, right? Like we put it on there and then we, we, we paid it off. And, um, it, so, so you have to understand that by offering that to your customer, you might make that sale possible with otherwise they, they might be scrambling to make it happen. And then you know, you might still be able to make the sale happen, but you have to think like now they've, they're thinking about that next time they do an order going like, oh, that was really tough to try to like squeeze enough cash so that we could write a check. I really wish we could have done a, you know, a credit card order or something else. And, um, and it's something to keep in mind because the, the person, you know, if there's, if they have an option that's next to you where they can go, they might go with that just because they're trying to manage and, and grow as a, as a small business as well. Right. That's a good point. And you know, the other side too is, especially later stage when the trust is built, you can always off offer it as an option to say, look, if you really need to play with the credit card, just pay our fees and you know, we'll, we'll be square. Or if you want, you know, it'll cost you or even look at it the other way, say, well, maybe we'll shave a couple percent off if you pay via the bank method as opposed to the credit card method. So there are options, but again, it's up to you to think about uh, as the business owner, always, like I say, always leaning on the side of the customer. Really think about what the customer needs first, and then you figure out how to manage that on the back end. Always good advice, no matter whether it's B2C or B2B, whether it's in-person or whether it's an online transaction, all of that theory really just resonates, especially when you've got a high quality product, which generally most new inventions are, right? They're an elevation of your product and therefore they have inherent value baked in. Exactly. And I think another thing to think about, you know, you brought up, uh, you know, e-commerce and Amazon. Another thing to think about it, I think, you know, we saw a big kind of, revolution especially you know COVID accelerated that with um people shifting their habits towards like purchasing online right and i think where the next 
um, the next kind of revolution or next wave is coming. Um, and I think this applies to, to makers and people that are thinking, especially if you're in kind of that wholesale kind of B2B mode is, is what I, you know, what I would call um, e-commerce B2B or B2B e-commerce, right? Because if you think about it as a consumer, it's pretty easy to think about a product, go online and purchase it, right? But if you think about it from a business transaction standpoint, it's actually still quite rigid. Um, you know, you're, you're dealing, you have, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people, you have to still call them, do a purchase order, then they send you something and you sign it. And, you know, like, and, and we haven't seen as much of that shift towards that B2B e-commerce where it's like, no, maybe it's, it's, you know, for example, for us, we offer, um, we offer uh, an online hosted online store similar to, to Shopify. Right. But it's actually more geared towards that. So you can password protect the whole site. You can offer different wholesale rates to different customers. You can make it so that they don't necessarily have to pay for the order at checkout. They can actually just create, you know, generate a purchase order or an invoice out of it, right? But I really started to think about how, you know, that wave is coming where all of a sudden it's, it's about, you know, if you get gotten used to it as a consumer, hey, it's really easy for me to go online and reorder anything I want. Well, Every business needs to think about their own customers and be like, we should be able to offer that same convenience to them as well. And, and why is it that they have to email us if they want to order more from us? Shouldn't we make that seamless? Nick, I really like that you brought up that wholesale, let's call it B2C or B2B online, yeah. because that definitely is an emerging trend. And if you can think about it uh, on the smaller levels, whereas if you've got a new product, a gadget, whatever else, and you're selling B2C on the website, a lot of the time, you also have interest in selling wholesale to stores, which then will resell it either online or in actual stores themselves. It's very difficult for those small retailers to find a lot of product in an efficient way and place orders in volume. And this is coming. So I love that you address that because we've had a number of communications on the you know, design and development side, especially as we're working with clients to start building up their e-commerce stores or their, their, even just their entire platform of how they plan to sell or the options that they plan to sell on. Wholesale sales with a click of a button is a big one because what better way for a store to, to go to you know all these emerging marketplaces uh, and obviously one of the early ones is Alibaba or even AliExpress where you can go on and you can place an order for 50 units of something to then resell on your store. So not only do you provide a service which authorizes and encourages stores to buy wholesale from you as opposed to you know maybe reaching out to a product they like directly and trying to cut a deal. You give it to them, you make it very simple, and you say, look, if you want to order 50 pieces, it's at a reduced rate, and we give you authorization to sell it, and here's maybe the parameters you know, or, or your, you know, your retail distribution license agreement or whatever else. Click a button, and like you said, any, whether it's an instant payment or whether it's an in invoice generation or whether it's a later, you know, later stage bank payment, whatever it might be, you make it smooth and easy, which is <laughs> obviously a reoccurring theme in this talk today, but making it really easy for those folks to buy 25, 50, 100 units of your product. And you'd be surprised. It'd be a Imagine if you could build up 20, 30, 50 of those types of resellers who are just ordering from you on a regular basis. It might be easier to do that than it is to try and get a handful of larger retailers and you know go through the six, eight month vetting process just to get on the shelves. Exactly. And I think, I think the litmus test for that is, you know, think about, you know, you as a small business owner, you're sitting on your couch at, you know, say 11 at night on a Saturday, you know, trying to decompress, right? You should ask yourself, if a customer, if one of my customers, including wholesale customers, wants to make an order right now, can they? Or do they right. have to wait for Monday and, you know, 
contact me or whatever is the case kind of thing, right? And if 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 that test doesn't pass, then they might be inclined to go like, I think we all we all need that smooth access to the products that we need, right? Where that regardless of what it is, right? So I would really kind of ask yourself that question, be like, how can I make that happen? And it doesn't necessarily need to be an online store, but there needs to be a process that they can feel like in that moment, they can go make that order from you and move on to the next task, right? So that's a really good point. Nick, I appreciate it. Before I let you go here, just um, give a quick uh, overview of how folks can get in contact with Helson if they want to reach out to you to at least uh, at least get the discussion going about how they plan for or set up payment processing for their products as they evolve. Yep. So uh, our website is Helson.com. Um, I would encourage anyone. So we, can, you know, our customers can sign up instantly on the website. There's no need for paperwork or anything like that. But a lot of times people will call in and just want to talk to somebody. We have an amazing team, um, and they can, you know, ask any. There's no pressure. There's no commissions, and just have, you know, ask a million questions. You know, what if this happens? How do the rates work? How does Visa work? Things like that, right? So we're always happy to take those calls, um, and uh, they can get started from there. The other thing too is that for me personally, I always love talking to. Um, to uh, entrepreneurs and small business owners and, you know, you know, helping them pick my brain. I get to learn a lot from them as well. Um, So I accept if you go to my LinkedIn, um, I'm sure you can find my name from the podcast. I accept all connection requests and I'm always happy to chat. As always, I'll put all the links into the show notes as well. Nick, thanks again for being on the show. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast, the show that teaches you what it really takes to bring your product to market and turn it into a big success. This podcast series is brought to you by Maco Design and Invent, the original and leading firm in North America to provide global caliber end-to-end physical consumer product development to startups, inventors, and small product business clients. If you're looking for product development help on your invention, head over to macodesign.com that's m-a-k-o design.com for a free consultation from one of maco designs for design studios from coast to coast thanks for listening and see you next time